Hey everyone, welcome back to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. I am Becky, and I am joined for this quick shot of romance by Heather. Hi, Heather. Hey, Becky. Um, so this was kind of your pick. You've been in a little bit of a small town deep dive lately? I just decided to go where the wind took me this summer and it took me to this cute little small town and I'm not sad. Um, so on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we are reviewing Exception by Michelle Lennard. Uh, this is book six in her Elevation series. Um, we'll link the synopsis of the book in our on-the-shelf show notes at buzzingaboutromance.com. Release was May 2nd of 2023. Um, this is a small town friends with benefits secret affair. Uh-huh. Um, siblings, best friend, but we're going to explain that because it's not, but it is. Yes. Um, and you had a great term that I really liked the town sweetheart. Yes. So it's sort of also a little bit like brothers, like best friend, like little sister, except for she's like the town's little sister. sister. Um, she kind of grew up there and they're all super protective of her yeah and we'll talk about her mom in a minute uh evolution uh, so this is elevation book six it is a series of standalones mm-hmm. put out percentage is 27 percent with mutual masturbation and um audiobook fun i don't uh-huh. know what else to call it um there is not a third act breakup in this book So that was like really a hit for you because you kind of are loving the no third act breakup. I really do not love third act breakups. I think sometimes they become so predictable and not every relationship needs a third act breakup. Does that make sense? So I agree with you. We don't always need third act breakups, particularly if there's an outside source that is causing drama. Now, I think that this book did really okay not having a third act breakup. Uh-huh. But there are other times when I'm reading a book and there is no third act. There's no outside force drama that creates like the peak of action. And the book feels flat. If I'm very, very honest, I am starting to miss the third act breakup. I think you're right. Sometimes like there needs to be something. So maybe I don't want to say maybe it's not a breakup, but maybe it's like a disagreement and they're like, you know what, we're just gonna, we're gonna take a couple days away from each other and we're gonna really process through and come back to it like adults. Right. So you, you know, you're an educator. And if we look back at our kind of elementary, middle school story writing lessons, you know, this the storyline plot was described to us as a mountain. So you have Uh your, you know, the start at the bottom and we have our rising action. We hit the climax and then we go down. Right. Uh And I am finding that books without third act breakups sometimes are like, we have rising action and then it's just straight line across. And there are times when I need that third act breakup to cement the commitment and the connection between the two. Like you have to test how strong is that love, the bounds. Also, makeup sex is hot. 
It is. And I think where this one, where you didn't need it, there were some outside forces. So if there are some outside forces, like I I think it is especially easier to do a no third act breakup if it's like a secret relationship. And then that part is like when other people find out. Right, right. Like it fit in this book. But overall, Mm -hmm. I am kind of starting to no third act is starting to wear on me a little bit. So, yeah. It could be because you are back in your mafia stage because in mafia, they, you're in it till you die. I mean, you know, I don't have another way to say it. But there are kidnappings and outside forces driving them apart. And so, you know, it's fine. So this is, this book um, exception is the story of Tiff and Deacon. Uh Let's start off with talking about Tiff, who is the town sweetheart. She's, her family moved to this small town in Colorado after the family experienced a robbery at gunpoint mm-hmm. um, and in California. And the mother wanted to move somewhere small where she could feel safe. And yeah. the mom's a lot of work in this book for what she's little interactions. Extra. She's a lot. <laughs> I would agree. Um, to the extent that Tiff is feeling incredibly stifled in this town. It is. That's a really great word. So I think her mom is very stifling and like overprotective and sort of tries to micromanage her life. Mm-hmm. And then everyone around Tiff, I mean, this is book six in the series. So everyone around her is finding love and they're finding their partners and she's sort of viewed as the little sister and her cousin slash like parents, best friend's son, Cade has all but like has told everyone like she's off limits. And she's like, I'm a freaking adult. Like yeah. I can make decisions for myself. And she doesn't live with her parents. She has her own place. Mm-hmm. She is, she works as a bartender, you know, at her friend's bar, but then she also teaches dance and She's just at a place where everybody has love. And I, this town is very interesting. There's mm-hmm. some polyamory. There's some male-male romances. Um, this little town has everything. It felt like real life. Like you get little glimpses of everybody. Um, mm-hmm. And, but she is like looking at all the people around her and she's attracted to Deacon, but he will not do anything except he kissed her on new year's Mm -hmm. eve so that's the Mm -hmm. prologue like she's by herself standing by the bar and he goes over and he gives her a kiss but as soon as he kisses her he leaves yeah and i felt really bad for her i mean i think michelle Lenard did a really great job of us putting us in tiff's shoes like you really felt like she felt stuck and she was like i either need I need a change in my life. Like I I'm so stifled. And so she was looking to get out of that town. Well, and I forgot one of our tropes. Oh, well, technically two of our tropes. So Mm -hmm. one, one bed Mm -hmm. and forced proximity. So what happens Mm -hmm. is, is Tiff and Kate or Tiff and Deacon have this moment because she gets hit in the head with the swinging doors at the bar and he is worried she has a concussion so because she, she's got a big goose egg on her forehead. 
He takes her home and stays with her for the night to make sure she's safe. And they have a little flirtation, but she decides to go for it and ask for what she wants. She wants to learn how to get blowjobs. She's not a virgin, but she wants to know how to get blowjobs. Mm-hmm. And he, he's like, oh, he's like, uh, uh, words, uh, like runs away like a little girl, <laughs> like, like someone's coming after him with a worm or something. Like he I'm... runs. <laughs> right. Men usually don't run from blood. <laughs> right. Um, so, and at this point, Tiff is like, I can't do this anymore. I can't continue to wait and hope somebody will see me. And she's unhappy. And I really like how Michelle Lennard writes this, this unhappiness, because it's because the character very clearly says, you know, her life isn't bad. It's just not fulfilling. Mm -hmm. And she can stay where she is, where she's stuck and things will be fine. But she realizes that in order to be happy, to truly be happy, she has to move forward. And I can understand that like it, it is very she's at an age where her friends are moving on and they have a life and then what happens is is if everyone around you has significant others and they're moving forward with their life you're stuck and you you are lonely yeah well she's tired of going home by herself and having no one to talk to and not having a dance partner mm-hmm. or a dinner partner so she makes the choice to apply for a job that's um in the small town, like three hours away. And so um, she applies for this position. And um, after she's lied to her mother to do it, right? Which was his mom, whatever. Um, she's lied to her mom. She goes through, says that she's going to stay with a friend, move three or goes to this job in her three hours away. And while she's there, she's grabbing a bite to eat and headed back home after the interview. And um, weather comes in. Yeah. And as someone who lives in the north, um, it can come out of nowhere. They live in Colorado. So like major roads close in Minnesota and North Dakota and all around like interstates there's just gates on the interstate and you just can't get on because they're closed and so that's what happened yeah the road yeah well and just so happens that she luckily runs into deacon who is happens to be in the area looking for gravel because he's a landscaper Mm -hmm. um so let's talk about deacon because his situation is interesting he is not from the small town Mm -mm. He is Cade's cousin slash, like, they're really good buddies. Right. Right. Best friends. And he's been warned to not not mess around with Tiff. And uh, Declan also works for Tiff's dad. He's been given this big contract to, because is Tiff's dad the mayor of the town? Yeah. And I think her parents own, or she's a dance instructor also. So something like that like he he has a job with Tiff's dad and um uh, Deacon is also sort of known as like a ladies man like he he really um picks up a lot of ladies yeah he's he's the town playboy and um he has a reputation of new woman every night 
But he runs into Tiff and he's been fighting this attraction. He is attracted to Tiff, but he doesn't want to cross that friendship with Cade. Mm -hmm. And so when he runs into her, he says, you know, you can stay with me. I'm staying in a friend's cabin. We're probably going to be there for two or three days. And they go off to the cabin um, to wait out the storm so they can drive home. Mm -hmm. In the woods. In the woods. And snowed in together, forced proximity weather, which I'm all for, right? Oh, I, that I think is listed as a trope. And I was like, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. So he, um, so there, I don't want to give too much away because I mean, that's like a good bulk of the book. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's this incredibly spicy scene. Oh my God. With an audio book. It's their jam. She loves those audiobooks. And accidentally it went off. Like they were both listening. It was, that was such a well-written scene. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so spicy. Yeah, like it was so spicy. And he knows exactly what she was doing in the bath. Because she's in the bathroom showering, warming up from the weather and he knows exactly what she was doing in that bathroom. And then he says to her, now that she's out, he's like, take your clothes off or drop your towel, whatever. Um, We're going to do this together. And she's like, we're going to do it. And he's like, no, I'm not touching you. You're touching you. Yeah. That scene was freaking hot. It was so hot. And yeah uh-huh and it just starts off all the banging yeah they <laughs> she he i think even makes a comment like everyone thinks you're so sweet and innocent but like basically damn girl you are you are wanted all the time and he's not complaining <laughs> he's not but what i really liked about him so this book bangs you guys and it bangs a lot mm-hmm. um but one of the way one of the things that i really liked that michelle did is she could have written deacon as just a guy that hooks up and their connection is really just physical but what she does instead is she shows that he truly cares deeply for her it is it is absolutely for him more than just friends with benefits. Yes. And as it starts to come out, he, they keep their relationship, you know, they, they have an instant connection. They obviously are connected, very sexually explosive, but they also connect on an emotional level. And so when they get back to town, they kind of embark on this sneaking around and he does it for her benefit because he thinks that everyone sees him as the town playboy Uh and he doesn't want that to damage her image well and he also thinks that once people realize that he has that she's connected to him and warn her away from him that he that she'll want to walk away that she'll be done with him yeah he has some abandonment issues for sure and I think she does a really great job of like building him up. And there's a couple of scenes where people are like kind of dogging on him and she isn't, people are very surprised by her backbone. And she basically is all like, 
you guys either are going to have to get used to this or you're not going to be a part of our life. Yeah. And everyone was sort of like had major wish whiplash. And I was like, go Tiff. She really like, did. The only thing, so here's, you know, it's kind of that sibling best friend hang up that we all have uh-huh. is Cade, who is her family best friend and also Deacon's cousin. Cade is uber protective of Tiff. And uh-huh. it's, it's again, it's that whole thing that if this is your best friend, why aren't they good enough for your <laughs> sister? And his reaction was incredibly over the top. And he, I just, but it was done in a way, the way that Mich- Michelle wrote it and forced Cade and Tiff to speak things they hadn't wanted to speak yet. It worked okay. I wasn't incredibly mad. Like, I wasn't like, cheese and rice. Do we really need this kind of behavior? The way she gives us resolution with the feels made it okay. Yeah, I agree. I still wanted to, you know, smack Kate and be like, oh, mind yeah. your own business. Like, you know, mind your business. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, he, uh, he was not a dynamic character. I didn't really love him. He was... Mm-hmm. For him saying, you know, that he cares about Tiff, he, like, did not read the room very well. No, he didn't. Because he didn't see any of her unhappiness. He didn't see her loneliness. And it's really interesting because, I don't know if you've read it yet, but Make Me Exhale by um, Marie Johnston. That yeah, sure. It's Isla's book. She's the youngest. Anyway, um... In that book, it talks, she very much feels the loneliness in the crowded room, right? Like, I have all this family, but I'm not the person you call and invite for the barbecues. I'm not the person you call and invite for the, um, you know, to go have lunch with or breakfast with. I'm the afterthought. I'm the, oh, ooh, we saw you UCS buying supplies for the party. You know, we're going to... And so it kind of, I, my heart broke for Tiff, but I like how she decided to take control of her own, um, life, her own life. Mm-hmm. So I did, I, agree. I did like that. Um, anything else we should talk about exception? No, I like this is a sports romance, but it's not. Or this is centered around a small town in Colorado, and it's a different kind of sports romance. It's like dirt biking, and so I think, and mountain biking. I think it's very, it, it's a really cool kind of. They have lots of different tropes, and I really like that. Yeah, I know you've liked this series a lot, and it was very different. They talk about, you know, the mud season and getting ready for the short-lived spring season and the tourists and what it does into the town. Um, So it was. It was a very interesting take on a different kind of sports romance, and I did like Uh that. Um, Okay. Hey, Heather, thanks so much for hanging out and talking about Exception with me. No problem. Anytime. Until next time, everyone. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 